This is Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have some great music for you on just the classics, but first join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, May 4th here in Taipei. If you're watching us on Facebook and it's May 5th if you're listening to us on the radio. But uh, in the studio today, we have Shirley Lin. Hi there. And Paula Chow. Hello. All right, that's Paula Chow and I am Natalie So. And today we're going to be talking about um, how you need to qualify if you want to be part of a particular high-end moms group here in Taiwan. That's a really big topic these days. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Anyways, um, what a model mom thinks the best gifts moms can give to their children. Also, a thousand day, no, a thousand strong cockroach. Sorry, a thousand strong cockroach attack <laughs> at a Taipei restaurant. That's gross. 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 Oh, we show you a picture if you want. Oh, and then guess which international tycoon bought a luxury pad in Taipei. We'll be showing you some nice pictures of that pad and uh, and more on today's show. Okay, so what should we do? Go to cockroaches first or... Get the gross part out <laughs> Get the of gross the way part. Okay. first. <laughs> so how many cockroaches have you... I mean, what is the most number of cockroaches that you have seen? I want to ask our oh. viewers. Oh, I want to ask Shirley. I, yeah, you just reminded me. Um, I, we used to live in a very old house. It used to belong to my in-laws. And um, it's a one-story old house, you know, and 40, 50-year-old house. And, and for some reason, more than once, you know, when I was just about to take a shower or, you know, take a bath, and then there would be like, I would say maybe 100 cockroaches would <gasps> run out of the tub oh from, gosh, from the... Um, ah! You know, from the, uh, what do you call the drain? Yeah. Oh my God, tiny ones or big ones? They're kind of, well, I don't know. I don't remember. Medium size? And I don't know why, but I just didn't care. I started taking my slippers and smacking all of them in the tub. Yeah. And they just like ran right out. And I don't know why. And actually, something else showed up from the drain another time, but I'm not going to say what they are. And I have no idea why. No, not through the drain. Spiders? Well, they're like these squiggly worms. Uh, I have no idea why. So did you get like why. a, um, what do you call it, pest control to help Actually, you Actually, I didn't. And, um, what, but it wasn't until... You killed until, every single cockroach. <laughs> yeah, it only happened like twice maybe. And I never figured out why. Only but I just, twice. I, I was just in, so focused on and killing you survived. it. And cleaning it. You know, just spray it with water and let it go down the drain. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Later, um, when we tried to renovate the place, we realized that what happened was that there's a... Um, it's not a, a proper toilet system, sewage system, uh-huh. because it was a, such an old house. Uh-huh. And my in-laws, you know, didn't tell us that there's a tank underneath uh-huh. that collects all the... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so- <laughs> Shirley, you're amazing. I think I also I remember amazing. you're very good at killing rats. <laughs> I did, too. Killing rats? rats. Yeah, tell, yeah. Shirley oh has to goodness. tell this story about... Oh, my goodness. I do? Yeah. Okay, it was the same place. Um, uh, same place, <laughs> the same house. Well, um, yeah. Uh, apparently, there's this water pipe um, connected to the house that wasn't filled in, 
and um, there was like this um, uh, empty lot next to our house, and so these mouse. I mean, these house, no, what did they call them? No, they're rats. I'm not kidding. They're not, they're rats, they're not mice. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, um, and it was just really, really. So how did you kill them all? I, I, how many did you I, kill and how did, how did you kill them? I killed 15. <gasps> one at a time. Using, uh, um, you know, one Trap? of those traps. Yeah. Okay. And then what did you do once you caught them? Well, my father-in-law actually taught me how to get rid of them. He threw them said, outside? He or? said, he said to drown them in water and then throw them away oh. with the rest of the trash. And you put them in a bucket of water? I happened to have a, a big, you know, oh one of those um, trash bins and from you Costco. To, you have to do the so, whole process. Yeah, I did. I did. So, and we had like a little... mom. <laughs> That's why moms are amazing. You can never tell by her beautiful exterior that I know. She's, she, she was like a tough woman against rats and cockroaches. It's not, is, it's uh, you doing it. It's not your husband or your, or your son or your because daughters. I was, I was, you know, a housewife then. I was just home with my kids. So obviously I was the one doing all that work, you know, when my husband was working at, yeah. So, but. Oh, wow. I can't yeah. believe, I, I can't beat that story. You can't, right? But, yeah, I We have know. some people who are like commenting. <laughs> Jen Delari's there. Hello. Thank you for being there so late. And Douglas North is there. Hi. Oh, wow. Thanks for joining. Hello. They're both in, on the West Coast, I believe. So it's pretty <sighs> late over there. Yeah. And uh, Siddhartha Bhatt- Bhattacharya. Uh, yeah. Good. Okay. Shirley uh, <laughs> says, good afternoon from India. And, oh, they have a very critical situation with coronavirus. Yeah. Yes, we feel for you. you. And Asif Ali says, Hi. And also, Douglas Noy says, oh, no, um, about the cockroaches. And he says he wants to hear that story first. We haven't even got to the story yet. We're just hearing about Shirley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Douglas says he's seen maybe 50 cockroaches at once in Arkansas, where he grew up. It was a very humid climate. Oh, no. That's how Ooh, cockroaches survive in, Cali- in humid areas. In California, I rarely see them. That's true. I grew up in California. I didn't see them there. Oh. We hear crickets outside. Okay. We just know big deal oh wow yeah um and them. jen delore says so, so yeah cockroaches there was an incident that was incredibly gross that i won't go into <laughs> all i'll say is that it ended with the person sent out to find out why the fridge in our newly rented apartment said this is not covered in our warranty oh, oh. you found cockroaches and, in the uh, fridge Douglas Norris says, oh, my God, I feel for you, Shirley. <laughs> and Shirley is a superhero. <laughs> Joshua and ben Buendia says, good evening, everyone from the Philippines. Nasir says, hello. And hello. Rod Hakrishna says, in Kerala, cockroaches are used for some medicinal purposes. Oh, really? Interesting. I didn't realize. I thought oh, they're gross. I'm glad, I'm glad they're useful you know, for something besides oh. grossing us out. Yes, so, but medicinal um, purpose? Do you guys want to see? Well, I did put the link to the um, cockroach story, but here it is. There's a big cockroach. Oh, dear. I just lost my power. Okay. There's a big cockroach invasion in a Taipei restaurant, but this was not a natural invasion. This was done on purpose. Um, Two mysterious people, which I think they have identified, um, dropped a thousand little cockroaches so they had some into qualms the, with the restaurant restaurant owner yeah apparently um so apparently the restaurant owner owes um this bamboo union which is a gang Gangs, triad gang, a very yeah, highly organized group. crime group here in taiwan owes them money so you don't want to get on the bad side you don't want to borrow money from people like mafia people 
because especially don't <gasps> and forget to pay them back or refuse to pay them back. They will get back at you in different ways. So this restaurant, um, I guess I won't name the restaurant just because they're having enough troubles. Uh, <laughs> so they dropped a thousand cockroaches, little ones. Uh-huh. That's if, that, if that's comforting at all, not the gigantic ones. In Taiwan, we have like really big ones like that big, like the size of your finger. And they're flying and they're everywhere. Round, like oval shape like that. <laughs> and they're round, you know, and they'll fly. And they but, look really ugly. Of course, they're <laughs> so ugly. They're scary. The way you guys describe them. My gosh. I'm not I mean, scared of them. <laughs> I remember when I came here when I was like four years old oh. and I went to my grandma's bathroom and there was a cockroach. And I just, ah, I was like, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> so actually i'm pretty good yeah. at killing them now oh good for you yeah i'm good you know what i'll, I'll share you guys a secret you have to be get something really heavy like a shoe oh yeah, yeah that's and a... then do it in one strike you cannot count on two strikes because they're really fast <laughs> yeah you just yeah. get all of your energy and focus that's the way to do it natalie and good for you and they'll die just yeah, live forever oh another way to do it if, if you don't like skills. to see the guts spill out and all that <laughs> is to spray them with mm -hmm. like you know some kind of um, disinfectant. disinfectant oh no well actually, or like cleaner um, yeah, you know, oh, any cleaner, cleaner too, can right. do it any cleaner can do it so like things you clean your bathroom or kitchen with if you have those kind of cleaners yeah, just spray them to death yeah, if you don't, especially if you don't on their have stomach. like you know bug what do you call them and um, pesticides <laughs> right you don't then need you to get pesticide it's just like you know um, a cleaner yeah work. right that's actually the cleanest way <laughs> <laughs> cleanest way to to kill them okay so but if you pray that's not enough you know you can just attack them with a shoe with the sole <laughs> of a shoe so yeah. well okay so people have lots of sympathies for you surely oh and yeah they're very impressed oh well oh my gosh. i'm used to that um somebody actually said that um they use cockroaches in soup <gasps> didn't didn't Az nasir aziz wrote up something about that Oh, no. No wonder they use for medicinal purpose. Well, actually, you know, the cockroaches that were thrown into this restaurant were not the cockroaches we're talking about. They're tiny ones that are used for food. Really? For animals. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Let me see here. So they do have species that's edible. Oh, right, wow. right. So th I think they got them, um, I guess, from, you know, one of those places that, oh, what kind of animals? Let me take a look. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so they're not the like the regular house cockroaches. I see. Yeah, okay. the type. Oh, they're fed to fish. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. also, That's I think that amazing. the water cockroaches um, are water caught, like in, caught in the ocean. Yeah. And then they're you know cooked in a special way and sold in Taiwan at night markets. I'm hearing this for the first time. I are you know. serious? So it's on. I know that. Oh wow! Have you never heard of that? No. They're actually yeah, those kind of cockroaches are. I thought they maybe all they're gross. cleaner. Yeah. I don't know. They better be. I would. I still would not eat them. <laughs> okay, I can't believe that we can talk for like 10, 15 minutes about cockroaches here. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, Douglas North says, in Florida, they called the big cockroaches palmetto bugs. A very romantic name. <laughs> I think someone called them German cockroaches. Okay. I mean, they look pretty hefty, like they're, they're German. Mm. They're tough, you know. <laughs> Why in like... Taiwan is all mostly German cockroaches? Yeah, I think they're oh, called really? that. Um, I had no idea. Anyways... Oh, all these names. Nasir says cockroaches have been smuggled illegally. You know that? Oh. I don't know. 
I had no idea. So I guess we didn't originally have cockroaches until someone kind of brought it in illegally, right? Oh, anyway, <laughs> they multiplied. <laughs> I got introduced to them in Taiwan. Yes, they they are more common here because of our humid weather. Mm. The poor people at the restaurant, but they they better pay back, I guess. <laughs> If you don't want more cockroaches in your place. Okay, so this online, this line group, what you know, the social media line um, for moms, and you know, a lot of moms of schools will have their own group every, like maybe every class, and they'll discuss things like you know about their kids, yeah, whatever. This is the latest homework or whatever, and well, there's this. Line group, a high-end one in Shinzu, which is where our high-tech park is, which is where a lot of the major, you know, science and high-tech industry is. And, and actually, the average salary there is higher than anywhere else in Taiwan. So those are like more affluent people. Mm -hmm. So, um, but. This particular group made the news for a particular reason. Tell us about it, Paula. Okay, um, this group is especially for moms. Either they themselves work in the high tech industry in Xinzhou um, County, or their husbands, um, their husband worked there. But anyway, uh, recently there's a story about this particular online group because if you want to join the online group. Um, it's not easy. You have to meet certain qualifications. That's because um, the group uh, made it clear um, they want to build a an online group, um, which is um, it's it's a it's a quality. It has quality, and they don't want people who belong to the low end of society to join the group. They have class, right? And they actually and they have, don't have class, I think, because they're doing this. <laughs> and they, they actually have a very strict um, vetting system. Now, to, to join the group, first of all, one parent has to be a graduate of, you know, of the Certain. top four universities in Taiwan. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, National Taiwan right. University is in there. Right. If you're not, then you should at least have a master's degree. And then you do, and if you don't have um, a master's degree or you are not a graduate of those um, universities, then you should be, um, you know, working for a, a company or a listed company for at least five years. Or if you don't have that, you're not working for a company, a good company. Then you sh you should be um, you either you are a doctor, you are a lawyer, you are a civil servant, and so, these are the qualifications. And, and they cross check all the info. So you have I, to have one of these to qualify. One of these, and if you have nothing like that, then it's better that you are a you know self-made businessman, or you have three apartment buildings. So they you, have to have documents, homes. right? So they have to sh show proof. I mean, they have to have documents <laughs> proving that they I, go to this, went know. to this school. Uh, whether they, you know, you have to show this is what you have, but they do have a very strict vetting system. And they also said that you know sometimes they uh, spend um, six hundred to one thousand U.S. dollars on their children's. Um, not a formal education, like for some of the uh, extracurricular, extracurricular activities. activities. That's per month. Uh, I think it's per month. Yes, six hundred. Oh, that's a lot. Twenty thousand, thirty thousand a month. Right. That's so a lot. It's. Wow. Mm. I mean, this story. I'm um, this online group is in the newspaper because it's just. It's not for everyone. Oh, it just sounds so. So it's an exclusive group, and you would. And you can only enter if you're invited, right? Well, you have to have one of those qualifications. Right. Right. So I'm thinking. Oh, I think I don't think. We qualify, right? No, no well, way. Is, is RTI a listed company? No. I was thinking... We could not be in that group. No, yeah, well, we can't. Well, I didn't um, graduate from NTU or something like that. Right. So... Um, I didn't start my own business. 
Um, I'm thinking that anybody can find a way to get in that group and then, and then throw some critical remarks in there because it's such an exclusive kind of snobbish kind of group. <laughs> That's what it is. It's too snobby. But right. I guess, you know, I mean, my husband told me about this yesterday and at first I said, oh, this is like so Taiwanese. He says, no, this happens all around the world. Um, so that, yeah. That's true. But why Why is it that Taiwanese would think that these are the things you have to have? Like, mm. you know, home, what's it? Home, education, a career, or a certain type of occupation, right? Mm. So Right. Well, some people think that that's, re- I mean, some online, um, you know, web users said this is really snobbish. But others are saying that, well, well, what's wrong with that if they want to build um, an echo chamber? You know, I think that I this is a good like wake up call for all of us to not just surround ourselves with people kind of like ourselves, mm. right? I mean, maybe they think that these are all kind of people that um, they think are okay, you know? Yeah. But maybe our like uh, requirements are different. It has to be everyone who's who. You learn from different groups of people, you know. If you're so confined into to certain <laughs> people. I think it narrows down on the things you learn from each other, the things you can benefit from different groups of people. Right, but it's, yeah, right. I I think it's quite natural. You know, people usually associate with people uh, with the same like educational background or same. That's true. So I think think they relate better. They share some, you know, common interests. It's good to like expand your horizon a little bit. So Jen Delari says maybe I'll never be in that group. But none of those people will ever be allowed in my super secret group of cool people. <laughs> uh, there was another story that was interesting. The same day yesterday, um, that there was this female doctor who married this um, guy who raises pigs. And people were like commenting on it like, oh, he doesn't deserve her, you know, because she's a doctor. and he, All he knows is how to raise hogs. But then people are like, you know, you're so ignorant. You don't know what it means to be a pig farmer or business mm-hmm. owner you know for one thing there's a lot of expertise involved mm-hmm. Two, you make a lot of money you make like you know they were saying like if you sell five pigs a day which is a profit of 2500 nt a day you make about five million nt a, a year that's the average pig business owner so actually, you know, he's a lot more uh, wealthier than uh-huh. most of the people in that group. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we shouldn't like judge people by our, our stereotypes of them, right? Mm. Or, but even wealth is not like an indicator of a person's value. That guy's got to have something going for him that she mm-hmm. sees, right? Mm. Yeah. And you know what I said? I told my husband, I think that, you know, Taiwanese are less romantic about love. You know, they look at these like... Mm. Um, yeah. How much money does he have? And is he on the same social status? And mm. whereas I think, I don't know, I think in the West, people are a little bit more romantic. Uh-huh. They look a little bit less at those. Not everybody, but I think it's a little bit more common. Mm. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I think I agree. I think so, yeah. Yeah? Well, so, things should change in time. <laughs> oh, well, anyways, uh, so we're telling you about some snobby comments um, from... On the internet, but I think well, the reason it made the news is that people are criticizing that group. Actually, yeah, right? I bet that's what it is. Yeah, you know, is someone... that, is that, what, what are people saying about the group, Paula? Um, they think there's if if you are, you know, um, it's it's you do, you don't have to tell people that how rich you are or how highly educated you are. It, it doesn't make um, it doesn't make sense. This mm. is what most people think. Mm. Yeah, and most. And also, most uh, web users are saying that, 
I don't think many couples in Taiwan meet their qualifications. <laughs> I would agree. That's true. Yeah. So if you and you have to rely on these, there's you know I think that's sad too. Yeah. Right? If that's all you care about in in the people that you associate with. Okay. Well, let's go on to another story about a very rich person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a very rich person um, bought a luxury home in Taipei, and this home was designed by Richard Meyer, a very famous architect. I just put the link to the, you know, a luxury apartment building. It's actually, tell us about this person and about the home that he bought. Okay, we're talking about Robert Pera, who is the owner of Memphis Grizzlies basketball team. So he apparently is ranked the hundredth richest person in the world. And the reason why he bought the place is because uh, he knows a Taiwanese celebrity, actually a Taiwanese American celebrity, who actually bought a place there on the oh, really? on the thirtieth floor. Who? And uh, Robert Pera. Oh, um, oh Jeffrey Huang. Um, yeah, Jeffrey Huang, Huang Lichen. You know, he was one of the members of L.A. Boys from oh, way back. Wow. <laughs> so, he and, must have done um, well for himself yeah, to buy that place. Right, because I, I think right now he owns um, a hip hop group or something like that. A platform so for hip hop music. So the home is twenty anyway. million U.S. dollars, <laughs> by the way, and it's right. about mm, three thousand square feet. So yeah, anyway. actually nine to fifty square square meters. Meters. Oh, that's but square a lot meters. of people go through. Feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 So um, yeah. So he bought one. Robert Pera brought uh, bought one on the twenty fifth floor, and um, uh, apparently he also knows Wait the Sin, who's a famous uh, Taiwanese di- movie director who directed several popular movies, including a war epic drama to Sadiq Balai. And in fact, uh, Robert Pera once lended money for him to make that movie. You know, lent money. Oh. So, so yeah, he knows a few you know influential people in Taiwan. So that's why he was recommended to buy this apartment, and he did. And um, he bought using cash. <laughs> All cash. Well, let me show you some pictures of this beautiful place. Okay. It's like Maybe right near the clearly. Taipei 101. And there are all kinds of, like, there's a swimming pool on the roof. Yes, and, um, yes. There's, like, that, you know, full-length windows. Can you, like, kind of bring it more? Full-length windows. If you can tell. That's, um, that's I, a I put the link rooftop in there. Right. swimming pool. Full-length windows wherever you, you know, in the living room and everywhere. It's, it's really beautiful. Very, Very nice. nice. In the posh Xinyi district. And it's got more than one of these um, luxury apartment Well, I buildings. guess in that apartment building is for the high-end luxury. High yeah, end I wonder if, could they, if they could sure. get into that group. They, maybe they don't qualify. Maybe they don't go to that kind of like <laughs> school when they were young or something, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of... I guess that apartment many, building is for the top 1%. I mean, 20 million U.S. dollars for a flat, right? I mean, it's pretty big. U.S. dollars, It's wow. like uh, almost 1,000 ping, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is like square meters, roughly square meters. So it's it's quite big for Taiwan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we you know we don't get that many celebrities, or maybe we do, but we don't know. So, but <laughs> <laughs> but this made into the yeah, news. Yeah. Usually you think Memphis, that's Tennessee, right? So why would like the owner of a Tennessee, uh, you know, um, team uh, want to come to Taiwan? Maybe. maybe oh well, not Taiwan the team. Is, maybe as an, as an investment. Taiwan is pretty safe. Or that he's thinking you want about to hide out here during COVID, uh, right? <laughs> or or he's thinking about retirement. You know well, that he he's going to live here. here for retirement. He likes he's Taipei. He's got friends here. Yeah, and actually, Taipei is a great place to live. So you know, of course, it's a great place to live. 
Especially mm-hmm. if you live in a place like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So smack. it's very convenient. Great Lots views. of good food and nice people. Exactly. And well, now you don't live far from that place. That's right. <laughs> but my place does not look like that at all. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I live like, that She's is actually modest. we're a very posh area, but we live on the old side where the old, the old, old, side, old right. apartments Part are. Part of the city. So we're in a good location, but in... Downtown Taipei. And not a, you know, posh building. Right. So anyway... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's very nice. That's a nice area because you can just like walk around in Taipei 101 and cinemas and restaurants yeah. and everything. All kinds of entertainment. So if you're thinking of, you know, buying a luxury home or not, come to Taipei. It's right. a good place to hang out and live or renting. Anyways, um, it's so nice to be with you here today. Thanks for joining us and do join us again tomorrow and the next day. For Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Paula Chow. And I'm Shirley Lin. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to another edition of Just the Classics. I'm Paula Chow, your program host. In today's program, I'm going to feature Freddie Lim or Lin Changzhuo's music. Lim is the lead singer, composer, and lyricist of a heavy metal band called Chthonic. The group has released quite a few albums and received several awards at home and abroad. But since Lim was elected legislator in January 2016, when he was a new Power Party member, and since his re-election, as an independent last year, he has been in the spotlight mostly because of the various causes that he has championed for years. They include Taiwan independence, transitional justice, gay marriage, human rights, and so on. Today, I will start the show by playing a piece called Hezhang, or Palms Together, by Chthonic.
is an outspoken critic of Beijing's crackdown on democracy and freedom in Tibet and Hong Kong, as well as its persecution of the ethnic Uyghur minority in Xinjiang in the northwestern part of China. In late April, Lim and other lawmakers established a Uyghur caucus in the legislature. At a press conference, Lim said Taiwan cannot stand idly by. He also said Taiwan's new Uyghur caucus will protect Uyghur human rights and join forces with similar caucuses in national legislatures worldwide. Now, the next piece I'm going to play is called Bei Mingge, or A Sad Life. There's a lot of screaming in the piece.
You're listening to Just the Classics on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Paula Chow, the program host. Today, I'm featuring Freddie Lin or Lin Changzhuo's music. Lin is the lead singer, composer, and lyricist of the heavy metal band called Chthonic. After listening to two fast-paced pieces, the tempo of the following song is a little bit slower, and the song is entitled Yu Sui, or Broken.
来的，敢会目神中放出闪炽的微光？战场顶电脑，不明的黑暗的山那中保护我，日时出生。To end today's program, let's listen to his song called "A Dark Sky."
And that's all we have for this week's edition of Just the Classics for Radio Taiwan International. I'm Paula Chow. Bye-bye. This is Victoria. From the London Underground to the Taipei Metro. The people of our world are going places. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.